It's time we have that honest conversation about maintaining boundaries in your personal relationships. Hi, welcome to the ongoing series, the Boundaries Masterclass here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can find me over at choosetohaveitall.com and you're diving in if you're just catching me in the middle of this series. We've been talking about boundaries all week long. We're going to continue to do it for today. And then we have one more episode for you tomorrow before we wrap it up and send you on your way back to your regularly scheduled business mindset mastery uh, programming. But today I wanted to talk to you because we've laid the groundwork. I think that one of the things that happens when um, we're talking about boundaries, and again, like I know that people listening to the show, this isn't your first day at the rodeo. You've been introduced to the concept of boundaries before, but um, just because you've been introduced to it doesn't mean that you have the easiest time with it, which is why you find yourself listening to this podcast episode. Am I right? So we're going to continue the conversation because I think it's really easy to set boundaries with people we've never met. It's easy to do it with cold leads in our business. It's easy to do it with acquaintances in our personal lives that boundaries get messy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I've been recording all of these episodes back to back to back and I think my voice is being able to, <laughs> is giving itself away a little bit. Um, but uh, it's very easy to set boundaries when we don't have as much invested in the relationship. When we don't have as much invested in the person that we're setting the boundary with, it's way easier to say, dude, like I asked you to do this, you didn't do it. Or hey, you're in my personal space, back off. It's so much easier to respond quickly and immediately when we're not invested in the relationship in question. It gets trickier, it gets messier when we are involved with somebody, either because they're our family member um, because they're an in-law. I hear this one a lot um, when I was a private mental health therapy practice and I had my brick and mortar. We spent a lot of time talking about in-laws in all various shapes and forms. Um, it's easier to do it, um, you know, with people who don't know us versus the people we have to sit at the Thanksgiving table with, right? Like ultimately, that's why people still need podcast episodes and podcast series like I've been lay laying out for you because we're all at some point in the choir we're preaching to until we're in that uncomfortable situation where somebody has disrespected our boundary, not taken our boundary seriously, or has taken issue with our boundary. And then it gets uncomfortable. It gets dicey. It gets nerve wracking. It starts to feel like pressure. It starts to feel like conflict. It feels like a hard conversation in that like sort of like badass fierce feeling that we have like this is who I am this is how I stand and this is my limit take it or leave it we feel a little less solid in that when um, there's somebody we love and care about on the other side as I talk about this as I even introduce this topic the first thing that comes to mind is my first visit back to the east coast after I um, had been in California um, I had everybody to see, right? And you have to make the rounds. And feeling like you have to try to see everyone um, without killing yourself in the process, it opens you up to um, to people having opinions, um, to the priorities of where I put my time, how much time I spent with one person versus how much time I spent with another person, what I, you know, what my preferences were. 
all of that. And it led to, before anybody had a conversation about it, it led to perceived tension on my part. I went into that visit feeling pressure that nobody had actually in their word or in their actions put upon me. I just started to imagine so-and-so is going to want to spend time with me. So-and-so is going to wonder why I'm only with them for half a day. So-and-so is going to take issue with the fact that I'm doing Boston for this amount of time, but I'm only doing, you know, like my family in Rhode Island for this amount of time. And I'm creating all of these scenarios in my head, mind you, where I am doomed to fail, where like uh, all I want to do is spend time with people and catch up with the kids in my life and have it be fun and easy. And I am just going to disappoint everyone at every turn. That is like my automatic thought and my automatic feeling with it. So, you know, on that, like when we do that to ourselves, when we haven't even opened our mouth, when we haven't even told anybody what our boundaries are, and we're already imagining a conflict, that isn't about the other person. We haven't said anything. That's entirely about us. And so the first thing that I want you to think about when you're engaged in a conversation around boundaries with someone you care about is you have to get right with your boundaries yourself. And that usually comes with self-awareness. That comes with knowing the natural consequence when you don't uphold your boundary, when you allow yourself to be disrespected, when you make your decisions for how you're going to spend your time based on other people's preferences for you versus the preferences you have for yourself. Usually those lessons are hard fought and hard won because we have sat in the natural consequence of not respecting our own boundary. So the first thing that I tell people, and I spent so much time when I was a therapist talking about this, is don't bother having a boundary that you're not willing to set. Because I think so often we just hope if we say it out loud, then magically the boundary police will come and guard the boundary and will never be crossed. When in actuality, it's more like what I talked to you guys about yesterday, where we are 100% responsible for the boundaries we set. We are 100% responsible for getting our own needs met. That yes, we, and that includes preventative communication, telling people ahead of time what we want them to think so they know and they feel set up for success with us. But ultimately, if they cross the boundary, it's on us to uphold it. So it's not worth having a boundary that you're not willing to uphold and set and defend. So that's, you know, that's the first thing. The next thing is for you to think about yourself and this is, I, I stole this analogy from a friend of mine. Um, and I think it's a really good way of measuring relationships is that the conversations I have been guiding you through this week, they involve a lot of words. They involve some hard, awkward conversations and they're not easy conversations to have. So you are not going to be able to expound that much energy and have that in depth of a conversation with everybody. So this is a good time when you you can start thinking about like, is this person like my um, next to the mailbox friend? Is this person a front door, uh, front porch friend? Is this person a kitchen friend? Is this person a living room friend and in the bedroom friend? Like, what is the level of intimacy that you share with these people? And you want to know this a little bit ahead of time because that is going to inform how you talk about your boundaries, how you talk about your limits, how you explain what's important to you, how you sort of illustrate and respond to your point of view. 
So it's important that you have that self-awareness and that you recognize that you know, and I've been talking about this all week long, but like boundaries by definition mean that someone is going to want to be closer to you. Someone is going to want more pieces of you than you are willing to offer them. They're going to want more of your flexibility, more of your time, more of your energy. They are going to want more of something than you are willing to offer. And it can be intimidating when you really care about the person, when you don't want to hurt their feelings, when you're afraid that it's going to change the status of the relationship, it can get messy. But one of the things that I think we have to pay attention to as we're tempted to avoid having the hard conversation, not setting the limit, skipping it and dealing with it another time is it's no different than any other conversation. And we're teaching our loved ones how to treat us by how we respond to them. And if we don't have that conversation up front, we're setting the relationship up to suffer later. Because ultimately, when we don't feel seen or respected by people, we don't give them our best versions of them. We don't give them our best versions of ourselves, rather. We don't show up for them because we end up internally deciding that they haven't deserved it and the relationship suffers. But a lot of times what happens is we don't set boundaries because we're so afraid of the conflict. We're so afraid that it's going to lead to a fight, that it's going to lead to tension, that it's going to lead to something uncomfortable. And we would rather have our boundary disrespected than have that conversation. All I ask in that moment is that you guys do a gut check with yourself and make sure that that's true, that you would rather have your boundary violated than have a hard conversation around your boundary being violated because then it's your choice and you're back in control and you're back in the driver's seat of that. Once you have decided, yes, I need to talk to so-and-so about this, but no, I don't feel like having that conversation, you're in control of it. But the other piece that ends up happening is we're so afraid that we're going to lose the intimacy in a relationship. We're so afraid that the person's going to look at us differently or that we're we're going to be judged or we're not going to be understood or it's going to cause a fight. And we're so afraid of the reaction that we don't deal with what's in front of us sometimes. And I think it's really important that we do a gut check with ourselves about what kind of relationship do I want here? Because if I want an intimate, close relationship, I need to be able to open myself up and my vulnerabilities up and ask for a need to be met. To say, hey, listen, if you're going to be in my orbit like this, I need this to move differently. If we're going to continue to work together, I need you to do this. Because other Otherwise, all we're doing is setting ourselves up for a pile of misunderstandings, a pile of sort of missed connections and, you know, a lack of intentional relationship building. And all that does is lead to misunderstandings and conflict. And we end up in that awful loop. So one of the things that I always ask people to do is just do a gut check with yourself about how important the relationship is to you. Because once you've decided the relationship is really important to you, you're going to see that it's unavoidable that you have to have the conversation because anything else will tarnish it. And then I want you to go back and thinking about how can you engage with someone, have the conversation, communicate transparently to tell the other person where you're at and what you're feeling. To say, hey, listen, like I I really care about you and you're somebody who's really important to me, but I have to talk to you about something and it makes me feel a little embarrassed and I wish I didn't have to talk to you about it, but I've really been bothered by 
XYZ and you say it. And other times you're going to be in these weird situations where it feels a little bit like you're being emotionally held hostage, um, where you feel as though like if you set the boundary, someone's going to punish you with distance. Like you want to maintain a close relationship. You just don't want A, B, or C in your life. And they're going to be so offended by that, that they're not going to allow you access to any of them kind of thing. Like, cause I, I do think there's like that emotional warfare and that emotional manipulation. And one of the things that I always say is, you know, well, when someone shows you who they are, believe them, right? So if you're setting a limit and someone's punishing you for it, you're going to have to decide how close do you really want to be to that person? How important is that person to you? Because at the end of the day, we have to be willing to have less intimacy in our lives to have more intimacy in our lives. And I know that like that doesn't quite make sense, but if we just keep letting everybody in and we keep letting everybody cross our boundaries and we let everybody else's preferences reign over our lives, we're not really going to be close to anybody because ultimately we build intimacy and deeper human connection with people who we respect and who respect us in kind. So you end up in a lonelier version of your life. And this is what I see all the time. So many like, adult kids of dysfunctional parents have this problem where they don't want to set a limit on their parent or they don't want to tell their parent they're unacceptable because they're so afraid that their parent is just going to walk away or be done with them or be disappointed in them so they don't say anything but then as a result they never really feel comfortable going forward in that adult relationship feeling like you know a loved and respected member of the family that these are conversations that if you want to have healthy relationships you have to have but you get to have them in any kind of way and if you think about the series and what we've been talking about this week, it all comes down to transparent communication. And it comes down to owning the responsibility for the kinds of relationships we have. And if we allow ourselves to be disrespected, if we allow our boundaries to be crossed, we are not going to have the relationships we desire. Sometimes, and this is what I, you know, sort of reflected for you, um, you know, in yesterday's episode, when people cross your boundaries, sometimes like we're going to be talking about toxic people, and they're going to be incapable of these healthy functional conversations and they're not going to be able to have that with you right so and and you might need to end the relationship and and that is a reality of the human condition it's not the it's not the prettiest one. It's not the nicest one. But sometimes, ultimately, if people can't respect who you are and how you move through the world, they don't get to be in relationship with you, even if they're a family member, even if they're a long-term partner or spouse. Like, they just don't get that piece of you because they're not willing to respect all the other pieces of you. And that, I think, you know, it's so interesting to me as I sit here and think about it for you guys, like so often I think that that fact, that unavoidable non-negotiable fact is that some relationships won't last the conversation around boundaries. That's ultimately what people are avoiding. And what I always try to say is there is a middle ground. There is a shade of gray. Maybe it'll be like, yes, you'll still be in touch. You're just not going to be that close. Or yes, you're still going to do these things, but you're not going to do that. That I do think that when you you are able to recognize that you have a need and somebody who's chronically disrespecting that need for whatever reason is incapable of meeting that need. Um, you know, I think, for example, uh, my husband worked really hard to set boundaries with his mom. 
Um, and she would like blown up, blow up his phone repeatedly. Um, and she's mentally compromised and, and struggles with mental illness. So it's not just, you know, somebody who's completely insensitive, but a lot of times it, it ends up landing in the mentally incapable part. Um, you know, and she, and he would say like, you can't call me at work. Like you can't have this conversation. I, you can't call me seven times in a day. You can't, you can't, you can't. So that ultimately it ended up being because he, she wasn't respecting his boundaries in terms of time, he just stopped, you know, talking to her on the phone altogether um, and said, like, basically, if you can't respect that, I can't take these phone calls and deal with these hard conversations during my workday. I'm not talking to you on the phone. Like, I'm not having this conversation or any conversation with you. And that's what I think some of those hard conversations end up leading to. But knowing for yourself that, like, this is, you know, we're going to have so few, like, like non-negotiables that are that brutal, right? Like I, I think sometimes we, we always imagine the worst case scenario in the extremes, but usually a regular every day, it's going to go a little calmer. There's going to be less drama, but I think so many times in our heads, we go to that worst case scenario. Like if you can't do this, you're incapable of doing anything that we don't say anything at the beginning. And that sets up the pattern of you know, the ongoing pattern of chronically being disrespected and our needs chronically being ignored. So what I need you guys to do is do that gut check. Is this relationship important enough to me? Is this need of mine, this boundary enough important to me? And am I willing to have the conversation to see it through to the other side? And if you're not, that's okay. I can't tell you how many times like I'm like, oh my God, that person totally was disrespectful or totally crossed on my boundary. But no, I don't have the energy to have that conversation, which is fine. But then I have to be willing in that moment because I had that choice to sit in the natural consequence of my boundaries, not being respected, a feeling ignored, a feeling smaller and less than. But when we get in the driver's seat of that conversation and we don't stop ourselves from having that conversation because we're afraid of being emotionally manipulated or held hostage, but we get in control of it and we tell people what we want them to think, we set them up for far more success. And we set the relationship up for far more success. But I think a lot of times, you know, we, we avoid that conversation. We avoid those hard things because we're so black and white. We're thinking like all or nothing, like you either respect me or you don't respect me and we have no relationship. What I want you to do is open yourself up to the middle ground to what is the natural consequence? What ways might you be less close or less intimate or less forthcoming going forward as a result of this particular boundary being disrespected? I think if we can take it down a couple of notches, take ourselves less seriously, move through this sort of conundrum with less drama, less fear, and less tentativeness, we're going to have an easier time finding our way. Um, and that's, you know, that's really what I want you to think about. Because I think sometimes we try to control the relationship by having or not having the conversation. When in reality, the best way to improve a relationship, control the relationship in a healthy way, is to have those really important conversations. We can't predict or maintain or, you know, affirm an outcome um, simply by ignoring our own needs. We know this, right? Like we've all found our way 
in the personal development section. We all know that we can't ignore our needs and still be the people we want in the lives we want to be having and the businesses we want to be running. We know that that's like kind of a non-negotiable in this whole thing. So hopefully I've given you the steps and the framework to think about. So if there are hard conversations or hard situations in your own personal life or in your business, like you feel like you have a script and a way of moving through the world to get you to the other side of it. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have any questions on how to apply any of this into your own life, I really invite you to please you know, find me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. Let me know your question and I will get you out of your stuck spot. And tomorrow, join me as we wrap up this conversation because I really want to talk to you about the difference between boundaries and walls. And I promise you there's a difference. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.